Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co, for more information. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, Misty and I are here to chat about changing careers. Hi, Misty. Hi, Lauren. Oh, I love this topic. I feel like I've had like four lives mm-hmm. or maybe three. I don't know. Maybe I'm on the third. But a lot of it centers around careers. And when I was thinking of topics and things we hadn't discussed, I know you and I have both had extreme changes in our careers. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about that and also kind of maybe empower people if they need a change. Because I know sometimes you just need a good kick in the pants to maybe make a change and jump out and try something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a good topic. You know, I feel like I've changed careers so much, everything from supply chain management to being a booking agent at a modeling agency to um, owning a yoga studio and now teaching mindfulness. I mean, it's been all over the place, but the common thread through all of them has been that it's been me. And even though these are like wildly different industries, I've learned something at each place that I've taken to the next place. And all of it informs what I'm doing today. You know, like, I don't know if I would be creating my own business today if I hadn't had a business degree and worked in supply chain management and traveled the world for that corporate job. Um, It all informs everything. And I don't think we necessarily need to stay in the same industry, um, especially when we have a more general degree, like a business degree. I know like medicine's a little bit different, but even there, there's so much you could do. Um, but I think the reason I'm sharing this is because we might feel underqualified to move into a new industry, but you're not coming at it as an 18 year old, you know, unless you are 18 and it's your first job out of high school or something. But for those of you listening, you've been around the block a few times, you've had a few jobs and you're bringing to that job, the new fresh industry, everything you've learned in your whole entire life. You have a lot more skill, I think, than you realize. So keep that in mind. Yeah, I agree. Whenever I got, um, when Barrett found the librarian job here in Colorado, he came running in and was like, Misty, Misty, look, this is, this is the job for you. And I said, I'm not a librarian. And he said, I want you to look at these list of qualifications and tell me if you don't do every single one of them or have done. And I had, and I was like, Hmm. And so I literally sent them an email told them about myself, told them why I wanted, why I was interested. And I ended up getting the job and people ask me all the time. They're like, you know, Oh, I'm looking for a book recommendation or whatever. And we come over and we look through books and we talk about authors. And then like, they'll be like, so do you have a library degree? And I'm like, Nope, not at all. (laughs) I was a medical device rep for 16 years and worked with patients and doctors and hospitals, but I have the qualifications and I can do all of the things based on the experience that I've had. 
And then couple that with like the love of like what you're doing and like books and stuff also makes it awesome. But it was, I still like sometimes have imposter syndrome. I'm going to a big conference for a, like a library conference. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be with like all these librarians, you know, and I'm not like, I'm not. And I respect the fact that they have this awesome degree because it's a really hard degree to get. And, but then I keep telling myself like, I do the day-to-day, I do the things that are required. I take the steps, I am learning and growing and that's really all that matters. And so it's been a big like year for me um, because it, it was a huge, I think my, I had a yoga studio and then my studio closed and I thought that portion was gonna close, like close up unbeknownst to me it opened up more and now I'm a studio owner and I teach and so it's like I don't know we talked about it before but like the doors opening when it comes to career change sometimes there's subtle little knocks and subtle little things and you just gotta follow them but you can do it and you don't necessarily like she said have to be worked in that same field for 40 years. It used to be that way, I think. And I feel like more and more companies, even I've noticed like some friends that are managers in the device world, it used to be like hardcore. You have to have five years experience, end of story, wouldn't look at you. Now it's like, they're a lot more flexible and they look at people from teachers. They look at people like that are actually in medicine. They pull RNs in. So it's like, yeah, you're an RN and you don't know how to sell things, quote unquote, but you know, medicine, we can teach you how to talk about this product, you know? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I think too, it's taking the leap sometimes. I don't know if you've ever had to do this, but well, you did when you left your big corporate job, the pay Mm -hmm. cut, the pay cut as the sacrifice for the next thing. I, when I left my supply chain job, My son had just been born and I was still really close with the owner at this agency, modeling agency in Phoenix and her bookkeeper had just left. And I was like, what? Let me, I want to be the bookkeeper. She was like, you have this full-time job. And I said, you know what? I'm so done. I'm, I, I was done like a year ago and this bookkeeper job opened up. It was 12 hours a week. Um, but my son was like eight weeks old, you know, so it was a really good time for me. Um, I will say I fully recognize that I had the support of my husband at the time making okay money. Like we were young, it wasn't that great, but it was enough where I could do this temporarily. Right. I, I couldn't have done this alone. Yeah. Um, but I took the leap. Oh my gosh. It was like 65% less pay than I was making. If not 70% less pay, but I really wanted to work in that business. I really wanted to work on the business side of the modeling industry. Cool. And so I took the job, I did the books for like a year. And then the main head booking agent left. She got married and moved out of state. And guess who got the job? Because I'd been on the back end for so long. Um, I knew everything about the business and I moved into that role and did that until we left Arizona and came to Texas. And I was so glad I got to do it. Um, Carson was really young and it was a crazy job. It was evenings and weekends, but the sacrifice of 
probably being overworked and still even a little bit underpaid was so worth my heart's desire to get into that side of the business. And um, not only like box checked, but like one of those little dreams fulfilled. And then I was ready to leave it. I was, when we came to Texas, I I'm glad I left that job and started doing what I'm doing here, you know? If there's moms out there listening, that man career change as a mom is it's hard because it it's a juggling act as it is. And then you throw yourself into a new position where you've got to give more to work because you got to like learn it all, you know, and get trained and possibly travel. And sometimes I personally, this is, this happened to me. I think I stayed a lot longer than I should have just for fear of, I didn't know how all that was going to work. I wasn't even, the money was scary. Don't get me wrong. And we're talking like, a hundred percent less pay. And I was the breadwinner. Um, but the money aside, I just didn't know how all of it was going to work. And it was just too scary. So I stayed put. And when I let go of that and, and honestly, it took me like six months after I quit to like, not think of myself in that way, like that I was a rep and, you know, and then I slowly started referring to myself as a yoga teacher. And I feel like I am a yoga teacher today. So I usually tell people I'm a library director and a yoga teacher, which I would have never in a million years, but I had to take that big step and that big career change to kind of get out of it. And it, it was a huge step and really scary. But now looking back, like I wouldn't change it for the world, mm -hmm. the world. And I, like you, when I, I got into pharmaceuticals straight out of, of college, I was one of the lucky ones. And this was like in the heyday where, you know, you could take the doctors to theater and all the things. And for me, because I was from a, such a small town career and money and success like defined me. It made me feel successful because I was kind of the first one to do that in my family. And man, letting go of that, like, looking back and like, I wish I could talk to 25 year old Misty and tell her like, just you're in charge. You have the power to change. If you don't like what you're doing, don't do it just because there's money and prestige and it feels like good on the outside. Like if what you're doing isn't fulfilling and bringing you joy. And it was at that time that yoga really brought me so much joy. And I knew I could bring that joy to other people. So it is a lot of about when you talk about changing careers, I think in that same um, loop of words is courage. And For sure. it, it doesn't matter if you're going to a different company, if you're going within your company, but changing a career path is a lot of courage. It's a lot of courage, you know, so much in this country, others, of course, too, but so much here. And I feel this still today, we identify with our work. <laughs> you know, if I'm in a season, which doesn't really happen anymore, where things, but it does happen where things are a little bit slower. I'm like, what? It, I, I could work today, but I don't have to. What? You know, like I, I get really caught up in who am I? And I think about it a lot. Like if I didn't work at all, 
where would I get my worth from? You know, where would I get my satisfaction from my sense of productivity? And it's a really, it's a real thing, you know? Um, I think also we fall into this thing. I know I did every time I quit a job of, oh, I'm scared because what are they going to do without me? You know, and it keeps going on. Yes. (laughs) That's what I try to tell my friends moving forward. Yeah. No, I'm like, I have a girlfriend going through it right now. And I told her, I said, I know you're so afraid and you are very important to them, but they're a company. The moment you leave, you will be replaced and life will continue and they will continue to make money. Right. And you'll be happier. (laughs) And they love you and they'll miss you, but that's just work people. Do you know, like you, I I totally feel that. Right. I've definitely felt like, oh, the ship could never keep going without me. (laughs) When in fact, oh yes, it does. You're very replaceable. Totally. Yeah. It's like, yeah, as a, as an employee, everybody is replaceable as a human. No. Right. Of course. And I think that gets tangled up in our work because we get so defined by work, but it's so true. I mean, you're not the first person who's ever quit. You're not the first really important person at the company who's ever quit and they have plans in place. They have ways to deal with it. And if our main reason for not leaving is that we feel bad then we need to leave. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> Bottom agree. line. Yeah. I think about to um, career change for parents that stay home that feel this was me. I knew that calling was there and it was like, okay, they're in school. The birds have flown the nest. Like I've done my, you know, five or six years at home. What do I do with my life? <laughs> yeah. And so many people go in and they get, you know, they have like small online businesses or they do things to kind of, you know, keep themselves active and make money, which is, I think great now that there's so many opportunities and ways for you to like make money and still have like a at home life, but just know, like you can work on your resume, what you did years before. And what I did personally was Instead of focusing so much on what I did, I focused on the applicant, like what that meant in the mm. long run. Like this means Misty will be very committed to time deadlines or do you know what I mean? Like I did this and here's what I did. I also took a lot of my stuff and in my interview here, they thought it was awesome. Um, the things that I do at home and organize and run a home, it's not easy It's not easy to keep everyone fed and together and someone going off to work and the house clean and juggling the bills. And so like a lot of it is time management. So there's ways that you can change careers from what you used to do to going to home to being out in the workforce. I think there used to be such a really bad stigma on that. Like if you stay home for five years, you're just sorry, you're never going to get a job. In fact, I used to watch a show what was um it was about a, a 40 year old and she used to be in publishing and then she stayed home to raise her daughter and went back to publishing after and they all just laughed at her and they were like 20 year olds and they're like what you have no experience that was like 10 years ago and the truth is is yeah that experience was 10 years ago but you've been doing a whole lot since then and it's that framework of 
yeah, you may sit on your, in your sweats and do laundry a lot, but like, there's still a lot of other things. So I would encourage you if like career changes on your heart and you're a stay at home parent, it is possible. It, it, and it's definitely a different workforce than what is pre-programmed in our head to think you're out of the workforce, you're washed up. That's good. That's good encouragement for sure. Because that is a mindset of like, oh, I've been out of the workforce this long. I mean, it's even on TV shows, you know, that's it's like right? a theme on TV yeah. shows, but I think that's really good. And, and also if, if you're feeling, if you're in that position and you're like, I think in the next year or two, I'm going to start going back to work. If possible, you could even use that year or two when you're home. I mean, every course since COVID has gone online, yeah, which is such, I mean, it is such one of the blessings of COVID. I can't even I mean, I'm thrilled because for us living in central Texas, a lot of what I do, the trainings aren't here, you know, they're on the coasts and it's like so inaccessible. So it's been a huge shift in accessibility for people who want to get trained. So, you know, find a couple courses, do them online, get some certifications under your belt and you can start to plan that way. Yeah. A lot of it, it starts with exploration. That's how I've... I went to Lauren's studio when I was a student and I just loved it. And I loved all of the teachers. And I thought, I want to know more about this. I never intended on teaching. I think I, you probably remember that. I never was going to teach. I just wanted to learn more and that evolved into what it is today. So a lot of it begins with just opening up and embracing it and kind of just exploring. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just having interests outside of your designated career and whatever yes. your job is, is so key, right? Cause you, you never know. That's how it started for me. I mean, I had been a yoga practitioner for so long and then we moved to Texas. I was pregnant again. And I was like, well, Hmm, this is interesting. And I'm not really fit to be a stay at home mom. I don't think like I need something else. And I was like yoga. That's what I want to learn more about. And here I am today. I know it's so great. And it really is just about like exploring and trying something new. And one of the things that Barrett and I always laugh about, we think the greatest gift of COVID is the um, bringing a lot of our skills to light. Mm. There's skills that we didn't even know really be had his was drawing for sure but woodworking and baking like my love for baking is so deep in my bones and that only started three years ago and I remember that I remember that yeah and I'm now I'm teaching bread and I do bread consulting and it's insanity and that literally was me being like what do I love what am I good at I'm good at flipping, breaking that, baking that bread, and I'm going to do something with it. And so you've got, everybody's got skills. Everybody's good at something. I have a friend. She's a beautiful human. She's just like, you know, who the pioneer woman is. Yes. Okay. But I don't like her, but she's like a really super awesome pioneer woman. And she's created a whole wanted a farm life. And then from there, they have made it work to where they like sell the chickens and sell the milk. And it's been a whole evolution of about three years and watching them do it has been so inspiring because they really are just like living their best, their version of their best life, which is like a lot of people don't want to live on a farm and have animals, but they are very, very happy about it. And it was, she was a hairdresser and now she like 
milks cows and chickens and all that stuff wow. all day long. Um, and it was the power of like, I'm changing. I, I know that I have skills. I know that I can take care of these things. I know that I'm a homemaker and I can do these things. And so come on cow, like literally she would show videos of like her cow got delivered and she's like, I've never had a cow. And now we have one and they became friends and now she milks it every day. I love it. Right. And so it's yeah. like, you have the power to change careers and more than ever in 2023, after everything we've gone through for you to sit around and settle for something that doesn't bring you joy, please, if that's your homework, like if it's in your, that's what I feel like. If it's on your heart, figure out how a way to start to move the bus forward. I feel like that's talking about it a lot. And I'm not kidding because I believe in manifestation and I believe in things come out. And when you put stuff out into the universe, it will usually happen. It might not be in the way you thought. It might not be when you thought. Um, but if you talk about those desires to your partner, your friends, your family, you know, I'm just, they're going to have suggestions. They might mm -hmm. even have job opportunities, but sitting on it and just being unhappy or not feeling fulfilled, no time for that. 2023, you can do this. I love it. I think that's great homework. I mean, super great homework to talk about it. Yes. Think about it. Yes. Put it on a vision board, like as many reminders through all your senses as possible. Yes. It can't not happen. Honestly, it really, I, I, I know that sounds just really vague and, oh, that's so easy to say, but honestly, and it might look different. Like Misty said, it might yeah. look different than you think, but, but it can happen. Yep. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I love this conversation. I love, like I said before, I think I'm enjoying change and I hope that more people can lean into that. Hopefully we've learned some lessons over the last few years and we can start to do what makes us happy. So we will see you guys next week. We have two more episodes after this before we will be ending. And we hope to hear or to talk to you then. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast, and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.